Dear parents and families of HES Academies, welcome to another online family engagement broadcast. Uh, with us in the studio is Hala Mala from Access, and we have an important presentation to you today about the seven habits of highly effective teens. Let me introduce Hala for you. Hala is a public health coordinator at Access Community Health and Research Center. She's experienced in serving and advocating for individuals, groups, and communities. Whether working personally with clients or with the community, she aims to leave everyone feeling supported, understood, and empowered to help themselves. She is motivated by her passion for helping others and the mission to reduce the stigma around substance use and mental health. Thank you, Hala, for joining us again, and thank you, Access, for your continued support and education uh, that you provide for our community. Without further ado, Hala Mala. Thank you so much for the introduction and for always having us uh, here to present to everyone on this very important information. Uh, so today we're going to do things a bit differently than I've done in the past, but I do want to say I'm very excited and looking forward to this next year of upcoming presentations and family engagement broadcasts. Uh, we do have many new topics from the ones that we've done last year, and we're very excited to really speak with everyone again and to really let you know about all this new information. And as we know, the community is always changing. Life is always changing quickly. And so we're always trying to make sure that we're up to date on everything. Uh, and we're able to really help with a lot of the things that you know is starting to come around now. And so for today, we have something that's aimed for teenagers, but it's for the entire family. Uh, parents can benefit from this, and as well as the teenagers watching this. Um, and then for anyone who might be a, be a teen uh, very soon. So this is very important information, whether it's a parent who wants to uh, teach a teenager important skills, 
or if it's for a teenager who just wants to learn these important life skills for themselves. And so for today, it's going to be about the seven habits of highly effective teenagers. And to give some credit, uh, a lot of this information is going to be coming from a book that is written by Sean Covey. And this is from his best-selling book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. And so this book was very important helping teenagers, helping students uh, to learn how they can start applying different skills, different principles, different ideas to really manage those difficult and tough life situations that they might face. And so we know different skills, different life skills are very important for teenagers when they're still learning how to go through their life, when they're managing school, uh, maybe different friendships, different relationships, and then also learning those social skills that they need or how to manage their own emotions, how to make good decisions, or how to even choose friends for themselves. Uh, how can they resist peer pressure? How can they really navigate a lot of those difficult and tough life situations? And so with these skills for today, it's a great introduction to get teenagers thinking about how they can start to make these decisions for themselves, and then also how they can navigate any of these different situations. And so for today, we're going to be talking about habits, and it's really important to kind of get an understanding of what habits are. And then you'll see that a lot of this information is going to be geared and directed towards the teens. So it might sound like I'm speaking directly to you, uh, which I am. And so for a habit, it's something that we do every day. It's something we do repeatedly, and it's something that we often don't really think about too much. So it's, it might be something like waking up in the morning and then brushing your teeth right away. So that's a quick habit that we do, and we don't really think too much about them. So it's almost like we're on autopilot for that. And when it comes to the habits we're going to be talking about today, they're going to be a bit larger scale. So it might not just be a simple habit, but it's something that's really affecting your entire day or affecting your entire life, but you don't really think of it in that way or you're not even aware of it. And so as I go through the slides further, uh, you'll start to understand a bit more of what a habit is and then what are some of the habits that you might have and then how can you form new habits or how can you increase good habits? So some examples of good habits, and there are many of them, but these are just a few. Uh, that would include exercising regularly, maybe planning things ahead of time, whether it's with school or your own personal life, and then also showing respect to others. Other good habits could be eating healthy, uh, you know, having, uh, choosing good friends, having study habits, making sure you're planning out for school, planning out for any extracurricular ideas or activities and things like that. So it's really anything that you're doing regularly for yourself and it's benefiting you in some way. And so as you're watching this, I do invite you to think about what are some good habits that you have, and then you can be more than welcome to share some of those good habits. But it's good to sometimes set aside some time to just think about what am I doing right now and you know things that are benefiting me, and then how can I increase those going further? And with a lot of the information, um, I work a lot with students in the schools, with the high schools, middle schools, and elementary schools. And we always encourage all the students there to think about what are some of the habits that they have and then how are those affecting them and how can they change some of these things to start making choices for themselves that's going to improve their life. And so I always like to tell people I'm here to help you help yourself 
learn how to help yourself, and then learn how to be the best possible version of yourself. And that's exactly what I really want you to have that opportunity for today. And then some bad habits or maybe habits that just don't serve you as well would be things like your thinking, for example. So if you're constantly thinking in a negative way and you're really going through with it. So, for example, if you think negatively about yourself and then you make a story out of that and you kind of feel like you're living your whole life in that way, that can definitely be a bad habit. You might be too harsh on yourself or you might tell yourself, I can't handle this or I can't do things well. And that's really going to be something you're doing daily. You might not be aware of it. But whether you realize it or not, even if you're aware of this habit or not, this is really affecting you on many different levels. So it kind of is going to affect your self-image and your self-esteem. So how you think about yourself and then also how you view yourself. And when you start to think negatively about yourself, it's going to affect the kinds of things you do. So think about this for a moment. If you constantly tell yourself, I'm bad at school and I never get good grades, and so you're always saying that to yourself, whether you're going to really realize that it's going to cause your actions to change as well. So it's very likely that if someone thinks of themselves as a bad student, then they're not really going to try as hard in school. They're not really going to feel like it's worth putting all that effort, uh, studying, doing other activities, asking for help. And then also their grades are going to reflect that kind of thinking. So you tell yourself, I'm not a good student. And the actions become, I don't really try hard. I don't really focus in school. And then you might realize the results of that are low grades or not performing well in school. And so you kind of prove that negative idea to yourself. And so it might be something as simple as changing that habit of negative thinking about yourself. And then your actions will start to follow. So you'll start to ask questions. better student. And then once you realize you've done that, you've made that a good habit for yourself, you'll realize that your school performance could really improve. People will take notice of that and then you'll start doing a lot better. And as we go further, I'm going to explain some different ways you can change habits and then how can you actually make that possible. But then other bad habits would be feeling inferior. So feeling like you're not as good as others, or again, you feel like you're not good at doing things. Also, some other bad habits would be blaming other people. So maybe telling people that they're the reason why you're not doing well in certain things. And then also procrastinating. So waiting till the last minute to really start a project, to study for something, to do your homework, um, or anything like that. And that's actually a very, that habit makes things very difficult for you. Because if you don't catch that now as a teenager, um, then as you go to college or as you get a job or anything like that, you'll realize it'll cause a lot of struggles for you moving forward. And so the earlier you can fix that habit, the better it would be for you. And so this kind of gets you thinking about why it's important to have some better habits and why it's important to make that effort uh, to change things too. So habits, you know, depending on what they are, like I mentioned earlier, they're either going to make us or break us. So if, again, we have those good habits, then they're going to make you the person that you want to be, and they're going to make you into the person that you are. But if those habits are not helping us, they're not beneficial to us, we don't catch them early on, then they're, they're probably going to break us in that kind of way. And so we become what we repeatedly do. Again, your habits, the things that you spend most of your time doing, uh, the way that you 
try to live your life or anything like that is going to really make you who you are as a person. So this is also some more motivation on why you should really think about the habits you have and then work to change them if they aren't serving you well. And there is hope. So if you feel like you have a lot of bad habits, as you were thinking a bit earlier about, you know, what are some of my habits? What are things that I do repeatedly? Then you can start to realize that you can change them. So you are stronger than a habit, even if it feels difficult to break that habit. And therefore, you can change them. So I do want to give you that bit of hope, that bit of uh, idea that you can change some of the habits that you have. And like we said before a bit on how, you know, the way you might think about yourself is going to affect how uh, you do well in school or not. So the actions that you take, and then it's going to affect that kind of outcome. And so if you're trying to think about changing a habit, it's all about this little cycle over here. And you can start by having something that cues that habit or cues that action. And so, for example, let's use the idea of trying to be better in school. So let's say your habit was previously to think negatively about yourself. Um, now you start off with that first step of changing the way you think about how you're doing in school and then really trying to look for different evidence that you are actually a good student. So you can tell yourself, I'm going to ask more questions. I'm going to be more organized. I'm going to focus as much as I can. And then anything that I struggle with, I'm going to make sure I ask for help and try to really get the help that I need with school. So the more you do those actions, it becomes a routine and it might take some time to have it be like autopilot, uh, but you just have to give it a bit more time because you were able to form this one habit of thinking negatively about yourself. So you can just as easily form that new habit of thinking positively about yourself. And so it's all about repeating it. Again, habits are things that we do regularly uh, and then we repeat them a lot. And so if it might seem like it's a bit difficult to form that new habit, it might be really easy to get discouraged and to just give up and then go back to your old habits. But it's the most rewarding thing to keep going through this process and then uh, forming those new habits. Because afterwards, you're going to get that reward, that kind of rewarding feeling when you start to see the things in your life change. So you start to get a better grade. You start to get better feedback from teachers and other students. And then you realize, OK, my habits are changing and they're making a better impact in my life. So it's going to be this kind of cycle, just like if someone wants to get healthier, they might try to eat healthier, uh, reduce the junk food that they eat, and then maybe do a bit more physical exercises. So again, it's not going to happen overnight, and it might be difficult. You might want to go back to old habits or give up on your new routine of maybe exercising a bit more. But the more you do that kind of thing, that becomes your daily routine where you can't imagine your life without those new habits. And then once you have that, you'll start to be uh, seeing the effects that serve as a reward. So you'll start to see, I'm able to walk better. I'm able to move around better. Uh, I'm feeling a lot more energized. And so this new habit has really helped me moving forward. So as I talk about all these different ways to form new habits and why it's important to do so, I really want you to think about some of the things in your life that you would like to change. And then how could you do that? So what's a new habit that you can start uh, moving forward? And it doesn't have to be anything major. It's very important to start where you're at. So whatever you think you're able to do, whatever you think you're capable of doing, you always want to make sure it's very realistic. Because if it's something that's unrealistic, like something with physical exercise, let's say you want to run um, a really lo long race. 
if you're not someone who started off slowly, who started walking, uh, jogging, then you're not likely to really win that race right away, um, you know, to do that kind of thing. So you want to start slowly, uh, form those small habits, and then moving forward, see what you can increase, and then how can you change that? But there's nothing wrong with really starting small, as long as you're starting somewhere, and you really stick to that thing as well. And so for today, we're going to talk about seven specific habits, again, that were mentioned in that book, and then how you can adapt those habits, and then how they can help you. And so this is kind of setting the stage for why is this important? Why should I care? And, you know, what is this going to benefit me with? So with these new habits that you can take on, they're really going to help you get control of your life, feeling like you're more in control of things, uh, you're better able to handle different things. And then it's also going to help you improve your relationships with your friends or with other people as well. And then it's going to help you to make smarter decisions, to get along with your parents, to get along with your family, and to maybe even overcome an addiction. And so an addiction could be with anything like if it's uh, maybe to junk food, maybe to staying up late, or something that you keep going back to even though you know it's not really helping you out or it's not really serving you. And then this is also going to help you with defining your values or really setting it clear to yourself what's something that matters to you, what's something that's important to you, and then how do you want to lead your life. So it's really important to get some values uh, clear to yourself. Um, and then for the parents watching this as well, this information can be used uh, to help you have those conversations with teenagers, with your children, uh, to let them learn all these different skills. So again, this is going to be beneficial for anyone who is watching this. And then also it's going to help you get more done in less time. So being more efficient, um, really being able to get the things that you want to complete, and then to also do them and to follow through on them. So if you set goals for yourself, you know that you're going to be able to achieve those goals. It's also going to increase your self-confidence. And your self-confidence um, is all about how you feel about yourself, uh, how you feel you can handle things. And it's going to affect the things that you try out for or the new things that you try to do or the goals that you set. It's going to really affect a lot of different areas of your life. So the way you view yourself and the way you think about yourself are all connected with your self-image, and your self-confidence. And so once you're able to really increase those areas, you'll see that it becomes easier to handle uh, making decisions that are difficult, handling that peer pressure. You know, when your friends tell you to do something and you don't want to do it, but you feel pressured to do so anyway, even though you know it goes against what you're feeling or it goes against what you want to do. So that way you're able to say no better and to really feel comfortable with doing that. And again, that all connects with getting that sense of control over your own life. It's also going to help you to improve your mood. So you might feel happier, you might feel more energized, and you're also able to find a balance between everything in your own life. So once you're able to learn these new habits, you'll find it it's better to balance school, friends, family, and everything else that's in your life and is important to you. So we'll get right into it. And the first habit is going to be to be proactive. So being proactive is when you take responsibility for your own life and you're also ahead of the game, as I would say. So you're ahead of things before they happen. You're able to handle things before they happen. And you're constantly aware of, you know, the things that might come up and then how to handle them. But being reactive, which we'll talk about as well, 
is when things have happened and then you're handling them after they've happened or you're reacting to something. So it's always best to be proactive and to be on top of things before they start. So again, this is all about being an effective teen and someone who's ineffective would be someone who blames all their problems on other people. So they might blame things on their parents, their siblings, their friends, maybe their teachers. Um, if they don't get good grades, they might say, it's because the teacher doesn't like me. Um, but really, let's think about what are the things I'm doing in school? Am I trying my best? Am I asking the questions? Am I paying attention? Um, and is it really going to be the teacher's fault? Or is it maybe something that I can change and a habit that I can change? And so for someone wanting to be more proactive to make that a habit for themselves, they're going to be someone who is resilient. And resiliency means when something happens to you, uh, you might fall down for a little, but you pick yourself right back up. So you don't just fall and stay down. You make sure you collect yourself, you stand back up, and then you try again. So if you might fail at something, that's perfectly fine. It doesn't mean you give up and then just never look back at it again. You stand up, you pick yourself up, and then you ask yourself, what could I do better next time? Or how can I avoid this from happening next time? And so you're not going to be too harsh on yourself to blame yourself because you might realize that's not going to help you really get anywhere with your life. Also, you always find a way to make things happen. So if there's something that's a challenge, something you need to do, you'll think about it, you'll set that plan, and then you're going to find a way uh, to achieve that goal or to make that happen. So anything that you say you're going to do, you try your best to follow through on it and to actually achieve it. And then you also focus on all the things that you can control, that you can do something about, instead of worrying about the things you have no control over and worrying about the things that you can't do anything about. Because again, there's no use of worrying about things that are out of your control. That's only going to take away your focus, it's going to reduce your energy, and it's going to really exhaust you before you've even had the chance to do the things that you want to do. So you can think clearly about, you know, what are some of the challenges I might face? What are things that are going to get in my way? And then what can I do about it? So things like that would be very important. Also, proactive people are not easily offended. They take responsibility for their own choices. And then they also think before they act. So instead of maybe being easily offended or not taking responsibility for your own choices, you're going to really set clear, I tried this goal, I did something about this, and you're not really going to blame on other people. So if a goal that you had doesn't follow through, you don't achieve it, you're not going to just blame it on your friends, your family. You're going to think about what was something that I needed to do and then what did I do well? What did I not do well? And then once you're able to really think about yourself in a more realistic way, instead of just blaming yourself, talking negatively about yourself, you can look at yourself realistically and see what can I improve? And then what did I do well? So making sure you celebrate all the things you do well, and then trying to increase those moving forward. And then for reactive people, they usually make choices that are based on impulse. So if something happens, they're just going to react right away. And it's kind of in the root of that word right there. So if someone says something to you, you're going to react instantly without thinking about it. Uh, if something bad happens, then even if you're a little bit of pressure that you're feeling, you're going to just let it all out on people. Uh, you're going to blame them. 
or you're just going to be unable to handle those emotions as they come up. And so you have to make the choice of, do I want to be proactive or reactive? Do I want to set things ahead of time? Do I want to work towards them? Or do I want to just react uh, after things have happened? And so proactive people are those who also make choices based on their values. So that's why it's important to get clear about what your values are, what are things that are important to you, and then that way you're able to always fall back on something. So you might ask yourself, you know, why do I do the things that I'm doing? Why am I going to school? Why am I studying? Why am I trying out for different clubs and sports um, or all those different kinds of things? There has to be a motivation for you and there has to be a reason why you're doing all these things. Because if you don't have a good reason, then it's very difficult for you to stick to those choices or to keep doing the things that you're doing. So starting from now, if you haven't already, it's really good to get clear on what are things that you value, what are things that you think are important, and what are things that are just important to you. That way, when you make a choice, you always have something you can fall back on, and then something you can think about. And then it follows through again with thinking before you act. So if you want to be proactive, you don't just respond instantly on an impulse or on this quick feeling. You think about it. any of us might struggle with, um, especially when you're a teenager, you might not really have that time to stop to think about the consequences or the things that will happen after you make a choice or after you do something. So it's really important to start building that habit right now and think about the things you want to do um, and things before you do them. And so like I mentioned before, if you're proactive, you realize you can't control everything that might happen to you. And so you know there's no use of worrying about it. Um, I can just tell myself, what can I control? What can I work on? And then that helps you to stay calm, to stay in control, and to not waste your time and energy on just worrying about these different things. So you're able to really handle what you can and then to do the things that you can. And then this goes back to what I mentioned very early in the PowerPoint in the presentation. And that's the way you think about yourself, the way you speak about yourself, you always want to listen to what you're saying. Are you being a reactive person or are you being a proactive person? So are you blaming all your situations in life uh, about different things that are happening? Or do you try to make the best of your situation? And then this is really helpful to get you to start thinking about, you know, how can I change from being someone who might be mostly reactive to someone who's mostly proactive? And this is really the first step with all these different habits that I'll be mentioning earlier or later. So some examples would be someone who's reactive is going to be someone who says, I'll try. If someone tells them to do something, uh, they just tell them, you know, they say, I'll try to do it. And that kind of gives you that idea of, OK, am I really going to accomplish it? Am I really going to be able to handle it? And sometimes people say, that's just the way I am. So if you tell them, you know, change this about you, they say, it's just who I am. I have no control over it and I can't change that. Or they might say, there's nothing I can do. They might say, I have to do something. Uh, they might say, I can't. And then if someone really affects them emotionally, they're going to say, you ruined my whole day. Just one moment.
And so uh, they might just start to say those different kinds of things. And then there might be proactive language, and that's going to be things like, I'll do it, I'll, I can do better than that, let's look at all our options. So instead of saying, you know, there's nothing I can do, they're going to say, let's look at all our options, and then let's see what we can do. And instead of saying, I have to do something, they might say, there has to be a way in order to do this. And then if someone affects their mood, they're going to say, I'm not going to let your bad mood affect me or to really change the way that I'm feeling. <clears throat> and so again, those reactive people are going to be the ones who blame other people. They get angry. They say things that they regret later. They might complain. And then they might also just wait for things to happen to them. And they only change things when they have to. So when you're proactive, you're going to right now start thinking about what are things that I can do and then how can I change that to get better? So it's basically in simple terms to say you're ahead of the game. Uh, you know what you want. You know what you believe in and what you value. And then you're going to set a way to get there. And so for the second habit, this is something that's really important. And again, you'll start to see that all the habits that I've talked about kind of go hand in hand with the previous one. And they all build upon each other. And so begin with the end in mind. This just means being really clear about what you want to get out of your life, where you want to end up, and then what are you trying to accomplish? So basically, what's your whole goal with your life? And so you really want to also be clear about your values, about your goals, the different things that you stand for, or else you might feel like you're just wandering around wasting time. And so you might start to think, what are some things that I want to accomplish? What are some things that I want to get out of my life? And again, this kind of is similar to when you're going to school, you're studying hard, you're trying out for all these different things. It's really asking yourself, what am I doing all this for? What am I trying to achieve from this? So some people might have the goal of wanting to get a really good career. Uh, some people want to learn as much as they can to increase their knowledge. Uh, some people want to make themselves better. So they want to constantly better themselves, learn the skills that they need. And so those are all different goals that can guide us in our life. And so when you begin with the end in mind, this really helps you to get there. And so how can you do that? How can you really shift your life to begin with the end in mind? And this is all about creating something called a personal mission statement. So a mission statement is going to be, again, what your whole purpose is, what your whole mission is going to be. And then it's kind of like this roadmap that guides you as you make different decisions. So you want to tell yourself, you know, what am I trying to achieve with everything? What's important to me? What do I value? And then how will I get there? So if you want to be a really good student, you set that decision-making process or you set that roadmap with different things that you're going to do along the way in order to get to your ultimate goal. So that final goal that you have set for yourself. So maybe you start off with something small, like becoming more organized, uh, setting up study groups, you know, getting a tutor, um, asking teachers for help. How can I divide my time up better? Anything that you personally feel will help you to start making these habits for yourself. And again, it does take that time. But the more you keep at it, the more you do these things, it's really going to start to leave this impact on you as well.
There's also another habit with putting first things first. And so this habit is all about time management, prioritizing, or setting in order what things are important to you, and then what do you have to do now, and then what are the things you can do later. And so this really helps you, again, to focus on and to also complete things that are important to you in your own life. And with this habit, we also have the ability to learn how to overcome fears, uh, how to get over different obstacles that we might have, how can we remain strong when things are difficult, or when things are stressful, and then also living life according to what matters most to you. So when you're still trying to work on the other habits of making that roadmap, just trying to keep the end in mind, setting those goals for yourself, putting first things first helps you to organize those goals, uh, organize those things that are important to you, and then learn how you can start working with them. There's also this other habit, and that's think win-win. So sometimes you might find yourself, if someone is getting really good grades, if someone is succeeding in something, um, and you're not doing as well, you might start to think that they're the only person who can succeed, they're the only person who can have this you know, success for themselves, and then I can't get any of that. And so when someone else is doing really well, that doesn't mean you can't do well, or that there's no room for you to also be that well. And you also need to realize that both people can succeed at once, both people can be really good at something, and that each person has their own unique values, their own unique skills, their own unique knowledge, uh, things for themselves that make them who they are. So you have something in you that makes you special, just as that other person is special as well. So them being a really good student doesn't take away from you being a really good student as well. Or maybe with sports or other activities, skills, uh, maybe someone wants to play an instrument. And you might have a classmate who's amazing at playing this instrument. Uh, they're wonderful at it. And then you find yourself still struggling with this or trying to learn it. But that doesn't mean you can't get there as well. So in any situation, both people can get to a solution that's going to benefit the both of them. And not really feeling intimidated, because that might be something that a reactive or an ineffective teen might be doing. So when you feel intimidated by someone who's really good at something, and then you might be jealous of them or try to bring them down in order to make yourself feel better. But that's something that we want to stay away from. And it's okay if you find yourself doing that from time to time. That can just be another habit of yours that you want to change and to improve upon as well. And so you want to also begin learning how to celebrate accomplishments of other people instead of being threatened by them. So that's similar to being intimidated or trying to bring others down because you want to bring yourself up. There's also another skill or another habit, and this is seek first to understand, then be understood. So we might find ourselves when we're speaking with other people, with our friends, uh, we might try to just speak first to let people understand us. And we might find ourselves not listening to people when they're talking, we're just trying to get our point across, or we might be trying to speak first, uh, make sure you listen to me, and then we find ourselves not listening to anyone else, um, and then, you know, just focusing on yourself. And so it's really important to get into the habit of listening to people better, so something called active listening. And active listening is when you're actually hearing the person when they speak to you, 
And not only that, but you're actually taking in that information, uh, you're remembering what they tell you, and then you're talking back to them, maybe summarizing what it is that they said to you. So you'll find that people really lack a lot of listening skills. And this leaves many people feeling misunderstood. So with this habit, it really helps you to learn how to be an active listener, uh, how to be able to tell people you know, a summary of what they've told you, uh, to ask them questions, and to clarify what they told you. So if someone said something to you, ask them, um, you know, if I understood you correctly, is this what you meant? Just to make sure that you're both on the same page. Because there's one thing you never want to do, and it's to assume things um, or to really think that someone said something, and then you take that kind of thing in your own way. So if they say something to you, uh, you make your own ideas about it without asking them, did you mean that? You kind of just assume you know what they meant. And then that can also lead to a lot of conflicts, a lot of misunderstanding. Um, and you'll realize a lot of friendships get ruined because of that. So you always want to ask people, what did you mean by that? Instead of just, you know, oh, you said this to me and I feel very offended. Because sometimes people might not be trying to offend you. They might not be saying things in a negative way. But if we take it that way, we can really damage the relationship um, unless we ask them to clarify first. There's also the sixth habit, and this is about synergy. And this is all about when people work together, two or more people work together, and they really use all their focus, all their energy, all their resources, and they balance that out, and then they work together on those things. So to help you understand this better, you might find yourself in group projects and presentations with you know, your classmates. Uh, you might have something that you want to work on with a group of people. And you might find yourself being the one to take control of everything, not allow room for people to share their ideas, uh, to share their creativity, to ask questions. You kind of just take over the entire thing. And so that is something that is a not the best habit. Although you might feel like you're being on top of the game and you're being a responsible student, with that, you might exhaust yourself, first of all. And then you also are going to get in that habit of just being alone in these kinds of things. And then you fail to realize that you could really benefit from people's input, people's ideas, uh, their own creativity as well. Because when you work with a group of people, they might have their own viewpoints, their own ideas. And it's really important for us to get in the habit of speaking with others, connecting with them, and then trying to improve things in the best way possible. So a really good habit is to learn how to give people uh, the same amount of opportunity that you take on when you're doing these projects or anything else that you might have. And then you realize you're able to achieve a lot more um, with people than you would have if you just did these things alone. And kind of like being a team player or, or being able to really work well with a team as well. And this could work with a lot of different areas in your life as well. So beyond just school um, or things like that. And again, this really does allow you to value the differences of others and to better appreciate other people as well. And then you start to realize it doesn't have to be your way or it doesn't have to be a certain person's way. It can be everyone's way uh, together. And then the final habit, which is something very important because if you find yourself trying to accomplish all these habits, take on all these different skills, without really following the seventh habit, 
then you'll start to realize that you're unable to use up all your energy or you're unable to really do these things effectively. So with this one, sharpen the saw basically means taking care of yourself and making sure that you're keeping yourself sharp in a way. So this means you're keeping yourself relaxed, energized, uh, ahead of things, and making sure that you take care of yourself. So you never want to get too busy that you forget to take care of yourself. You might have a lot of assignments, a lot of other things in your life, but the most important is to take care of yourself so that way you can handle everything that comes your way. And so once you keep yourself uh, well, taking care of your own well-being, then you can do a lot better to deal with the different things in your life. So a lot of the different skills uh, when I teach students are to make better decisions, to also learn how to handle stress, and so making good decisions for your own health. And so when you're trying to learn these different skills, you can start to maybe start off by learning how can I handle my emotions, how can I handle stress, how can I handle any kind of overwhelming feelings, and then how can I make myself to feel better. And with this, some people might make bad health choices for themselves, especially when they find themselves stressed or overwhelmed with things. And so I always invite students to share with me ideas on how they handle stress, how do they handle uh, difficult emotions, maybe anger, fear, or anything like that. And some very effective ways. And then I also invite you to really uh, search these up and learn other ways to handle stress that are healthy for you. But some would be deep breathing, uh, maybe stretching, exercising, and then also being out in nature, uh, maybe finding a hobby that you enjoy. So something that doesn't stress you out, that relaxes you, um, or anything that you really find joy in or find happiness in. And so once you have a really good list you can fall back on of different habits, different hobbies you like, different things that keep you feeling well, always try to incorporate that or make that part of your daily life. So if you're someone who likes to draw, make sure you find time for yourself to do that. Because you can set these goals, you can work hard in school, sports, or anything like that. But if you fail to sharpen the saw, then you're not really going to be very successful or as successful as you could be. And so I also let people know that if we don't have good habits for ourselves or things to take care of ourselves with, we might end up turning to bad decisions or unhealthy decisions. And it's very important to avoid that because usually most of the bad decisions we make in order to deal with stress end up making us feel more stressed out. And really trying to focus on developing those good skills and those good habits as well will really go a long way for you. And then this also means when you regularly renew all the different areas in your life and all the different dimensions of your life. So our lives could be looked at as being made up by four uh, different dimensions or four different areas. And that's making sure you do something that takes care of your body. So exercising, eating well, um, maybe walking around or anything that you enjoy. And then also your brain. So taking care of your mind, taking care of your brain, um, getting, you know, reducing that screen time. Uh, being aware of what kind of information, what kind of media you're consuming. Is it really benefiting you or is it just something to distract yourself with? So you want to try to watch things that are very beneficial for you, that might teach you something or things that just bring you joy are going to be things that you really want to increase 
and then try to reduce the things that don't really benefit you in many different ways. You also want to take care of your heart and also your soul as well. So when you're looking at all those different dimensions, I really invite you also to think about what are some different things you can do for each dimension in your life. So to make sure you do give time to yourself to relax, to enjoy things that you like, um, and to also give yourself that time to work hard, to focus, and to also set the goals for yourself. So it's all about that balance. And as we talked about all the different habits, you can start to realize that most of these habits did call for a balance. Whether it's how you talk about yourself or when you're working with other people, it's all about finding that middle ground and that balance for yourself. And so that is all of the habits from the book. It's a really great book. Um, again, giving credit to the author for this information. Um, and then really using this information to apply it to your own life and to start really uh, by setting clear to yourself what your goal is, what are your values, and then what are you trying to achieve with everything that you do. And once you find, once you find yourself doing that, you'll realize that your life is a lot more uh, meaningful to you, you're doing things more intentionally, or you're doing things with a clearer purpose than you might have been before. And this really does keep you feeling motivated uh, with all the things that you have to do and then all the things that are happening. So thank you for that. Um, and then I'll be here to take any questions um, or anything like that. Hello. Thank you very much, Hala, for this uh, presentation, The Seven Habits for Highly Effective Teens. We uh, used to have this book in our uh, self-development se uh, sessions at, uh, at the school with its mm -hmm. workbook. Yep. Uh, and it's available really, um, uh, the book and the workbook with it are available in uh, bookstores. So we, if you like this presentation, uh, you can purchase this book and the workbook and provide it to your uh, child um, where they can, you know, actually um, do some exercises mm -hmm. and, and put these uh, into implementation. Definitely. With that, we come to an end to our family engagement uh, broadcast session. We hope that uh, our community and families will have a, a great weekend. I'm looking forward to the next presentation by uh, Access through uh, Hala. And uh, just a couple announcements for student government. Uh, campaigning has started. Elections will take place on November 4th. All election material will be available on social media and uh, through the Google Classroom of Student Government. Uh, also, we have uh, upcoming events that uh, you can always follow our upcoming events on the school calendar. It's available on the school websites. Uh, you can go to parents and then calendar under it and you can download the calendar or see it online for all the upcoming events and uh, time off. Uh, we hope to have you have a great weekend and uh, thank you, Hala and Access again. And thank you we'll so see much. you next time.